toilet. Here we go. people running really really fast welcome to we talk games the arcade weekly arcade game audio show that is made for your ear holes i am one keith the robo duke and i am joined by always ready to roll chris nico bun yeah i kind of rolled right out of bed and right into a chair and right in front of a mic a lot of rolling yeah. going on here i, I should have said ready to run because this week on We Talk Games, coming into a sequel. And it's kind of surprising because most of the time when we do sequels, there's usually a bit of time in between. But this one is actually uh, probably right in the forefront of our memories. Probably had a nightmare about it last night. <laughs> yeah, not Wiggly should have been on this episode because I, I'm, heads up, I suck at this game. I sucked at it the last time we talked about the prequel to this game. That's right. It is Hey, 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 Mock Breakers, otherwise known as Newman Athletics 2. Why? <laughs> Why? Because much like our previous episode, Karnov, this is another game where I'm like, I love this idea. I like these characters, even if they, you know, could fit right in with all of the lovely punch out characters and Mike Tyson's punch out. You know, they would fit right in with those racist characters i don't know what this i I don't know if i want to call it racist or not it's a a fucking video game and it's goofy you know there there is no malicious intent uh behind it but well uh, there might have been a bit of fat shaming with one of them but yeah japan he was very proud not on the best terms but he was also very proud but oh yeah he was (laughs) awesome they were all awesome they were all awesome, and that's the thing is in this game, I love the characters and the idea behind it, much like uh, Karnov. I like the idea of the, of the big fat guy being a main character. I like the idea of all these cliche characters from all these different countries coming together for an Olympic events where they are all superheroes, basically. Yeah. I love this idea. I like track and field, but – I don't know if it's the controller I'm using because, you know, I'm not going to find one of these here in America because it only released in Japan in 1995. Yeah. I mean, all you need is three buttons, but the default layout, at least for my gamepad, was kind of weird. Again, much like with the original Newman Athletics, I had to turn the controller upside down. Here's a pro tip. If you're firing this up on something that is not a cabinet for some reason, it's a three-button game. There is no joystick. Left moves your left. Right button moves your right. Middle button is usually confirm or stuff. So if you're wiggling the joystick and wondering, why can't I pick somebody who's not 
America McWhitey crop top. That's why. You gotta just start hitting buttons, figure out what your left and your right are, take a couple of spins to figure out which buttons are which, cause like I said, certain default layouts kinda weird mm. with this, but it's easy to tweak or again, just turn the controller upside down so the left is on the left and the right is on the right and the middle is in the middle. Just turn your arcade unit upside down. Now, <laughs> I feel like I should have used the keyboard. That might have worked a lot better. Probably. And, and it is good. <laughs> Yeah, it might have been a lot better to use on the keyboard, the tapping. I probably could have done a little quicker, I imagine. That really ticks me off because this game should be good, and it just pisses me off because I feel like am I just not superhuman enough because uh, like in the previous game where Wiggly just dominated and like beat all these events, which in this game they double the amount of events rather than – I can't remember how many levels were in the first game, but in this one you are, you know, it's, it's track and field. You're progressing through events, trying to beat uh, between one and three other opponents. The game can be played up to four players. This one is uh, events over five different days. But before we get into the events, as we mentioned, uh, there is a very proud fat man in this game. We need to talk about these characters. I need to know which names are their names. Because in the intro, they have all these very Japanese, like, two-word names that show up on the screen when they're showing them, right? Yeah. Those but, are not their names. If you sat through the uh, attract screen like you usually do... Oh, I didn't do it this time. Oh, no! Yeah, they all they all have names. But I think... I, I'm not sure if all the names that they throw at them are in kanji. I'm not sure if they're supposed to be like the seven lucky gods or if they're supposed to be just their different particular traits i forgot what all the seven lucky gods were named so interesting so these may be representations of something in japanese culture that we as americans are not aware of doesn't seem to correspond with the seven lucky gods that i'm familiar with from japan but i know china the chinese names are a little different so if you had bothered to watch the attract screen you would have got all their names because it's all in english really yeah, all the profiles are in English. It's mostly numbers, but yeah, all their names are in I can't believe I didn't sit through that. Oh. It's worth it, too, because like, it's kind of cool. Like, you're watching it, and it'll show an event, and then it'll, like, focus in on one with, like, a little camera square, shove them in the corner, then you get, like, a full character like full character image, which are all, they're all, they all look really good. I have to be honest, I probably didn't do that much research into this, and also because there isn't much on it on the internet as well. But I didn't look into it too deep because when we first were going to do this episode, I was like, okay, Mock Breakers, interesting, by Namco, cool. Sounds like a shooter. Sounds like, you know, Mock Breakers, you know, Top Gun 2, Mock Breakers or something like that. It sounds like a shooter. And I was like, okay, cool, sounds fun. And I boot it up and the screen goes and I'm like, okay, this is like a a, a beat-em-up or something like that, like an anime-style game because it has a really nice intro. Like the the, the sprite art in it is, is really nice. And then it gets to the title screen where it says Mock Breakers, and I see underneath Newman like, Athletics no. 2. Yeah, I, I And I was just like, oh, no. Well, actually, at first, I was like, oh, awesome, a sequel. This actually looks really cool. And then once I started playing, I remembered how much I suck at Newman Athletics. Yeah. To be fair, they did improve a lot. It's a lot more forgiving. There's a little more buffer between qualify and setting a record, which is kind of nice. They don't really bump up the... Uh, requirements or like make it easier at least yeah you can repeat an event but now instead of pass or fail if you screw up each day has multiple events and you can just try a different event and eventually if you screw up all of them by now you've put in like a dollar for a day but you could just skip to the next day because it yeah it's kind of like 
paying your way to the top of the Olympics. Yeah, you're still not going to win because you're not going to have the points you need. Does a cumulative points thing like, say, a racing game with a cup and you get points for your positions or whatnot, but you'll at least get to see all the events in this one and it's a little easier to practice without throwing $30 into the goddamn thing. Yes, and there are a lot of events. I think there are quite a few more than last time. Because instead of progressing through the events, as Chris said, and continuing, we go through days. And on the first day, you only have one event, maximum speed, which is your base track and field jam back and forth on the two buttons, which, as we mentioned, this game is only a three-button game. So your two outside buttons are always your uh, rapid pressing buttons. And as I said in the Newman Athletics uh, episode, I believe the purpose of having three buttons and one in the middle is to discourage people from using the pencil trick. Yeah, that and it works for a lot of the uh, other uh, events that are specifically using three buttons too. Like the, the oh yeah, but I mean they could have like done two on one side and one button separate. So you have the two weird, buttons though. next to each other on your left, and then the other one just a little bit separate on like the right for you know in the other events to do stuff like shoot and stuff. You could have done that, but instead they put it right in the middle. Oh, uh, that, at the same that's time, why I, I think it was like a discouragement kind of thing. That's just me probably looking way too much into this, but. You know, most games, if you're going to set up the buttons, you're going to have like your running, moving ones on one side and you're attacking one on the other, not right in the middle of your moving ones. And that might be part of it. But again, at the same time, the the whole no joystick thing, it would make sense to have left on left, right on right, middle and middle. That makes sense for the purpose. Yeah, I'm not having a joystick as well. But I don't even remember the order of the days. They all have names, too. I don't remember because it was all pain to me. There's one where you, uh, instead of a long jump, there's one where you get on a skateboard on kind of a, uh, a ski jump ramp, and mm-hmm. you jump that, and you have to rapid tap to stay in the air longer. Oh, I have the names. Don't worry. Why aren't you going over this instead of me? Oh, I thought we were going over the characters first, and you seem to know quite a lot about the characters as well. All right, well, it's uh, fine. Order of operations makes sense. You do see the characters first. You've got seven folks here. They are all um, caricatures, especially the men. The, the male characters are all very kind of stereotypical, borderline racist. But at the same time, for 1994, this is some great diversity. It's a very nice spread. It's not just in the original, I believe it was Japan, France, Russia, and America. Yeah, so they spread things out, which this is revolutionary for 1994. Um, <laughs> Got so people from all over and two girls. Yeah, two women this time. It's you know, a nice change of pace. Still not quite equality, but again, for 1994, for something coming out of Japan, this is pretty damn good. We'll start with Masala, Team Masala, who's arguably the most racistly named one, because the T is for Tika. He's named for food, but he's a withered old uh, yogi, born in 1800, apparently. (laughs) And uh, he's Indian. He is amazing. He's got this huge plume of hair, which is half his character model. The uh, fastest and weakest character in the game, though. Because he is a scrawny old guy, but he, he has great character design with his very large mustache as well to go with his large hair that seems to stick up on its own or through sheer will of his, like, yogi powerness. Yeah, it actually it spikes up even more when you start getting into more power stuff. Vaguely like a Super Saiyan, but they, they all do that. He goes fast. He's cool. Johnny Sanders, buff American, like... American gladiators, colors and crop top going on, muscles, smiles, anime protagonist, somewhat pointy hair. He's like a slightly lighter haired Zach Fair, but also more ripped. He's got uh, that cool like vest going on, sleeveless vest action, right? Yeah, it's a crop top. Mm-hmm. Born in uh, 1969, 
Nice. The weed number. Uh, he, but yeah, he's probably the large one. He's the, he's your mid range, three dots in both speed and power. Meh, generic. He's your Ryu. Yeah. Although I do love if you do the, uh, the, uh, rocket board jump thing with him, his, uh, floating, he just whips out an American flag. Yeah. That's his, uh, parachute cape thing. Uh, he's very yeah. proud of his American heritage. You've got Makoto Kotobuki, your Japanese character. Big headband. They did kind of go caricatures with, uh, even the women, which was kind of nice. Like, this is a huge trailing, uh, anime headband for Glorious Nippon. Yeah, the, the rising sun right on there. That and her breasts are pretty much front and center on the, the one promo shot I saw. But very well endowed for, uh, and the nice thing is the women also do look fairly muscular. It's not like they, uh, made it like all the guys ripped and then the girls just, cheesecake which was kind of nice these these women could kick your ass yeah sophia Rayleigh from the uk she is there seem to be some uh touches of egypt in her character design yeah she seems like a result of the british empire oh absolutely yeah she's definitely from one of the colonies she's cool too a little taller than uh, makoto yeah i liked playing right. as her she's 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 a little fast a little powerful i like i like, actually preferred her uh overall for playing as for aesthetic i prefer a character we're gonna get to very soon yeah, she's got the same stats. Both the women have the two, same stats. It's two in power, four in uh, speed. All right, then you've got Long Rui Huan from communist China. <laughs> Everybody's favorite red China folk. Yeah, like that was that was the thing. I looked at him and I saw the flag and I went, "Is he Russian? Oh no, commie China. Got it. Yeah. Okay." It he took looked, me like a second because I first looked at him and went, that, but the flag. Oh, right. Facially, he looks like a Kilroy was here, but uh, he he's big. He, he's a big. He's a big boy. Very yes. large. It's actually kind of sweet. He's got this cool, like, weird, like, monster eye pattern tattoo on his enormous belly. And he uses his belly as a punching thing uh, in some events. Like, yeah. And I think he belly like, bashes the ice on with like the ice hurdle one. And I know he uses the belly to knock out the things on the uh, knock the stones out. Bit, which is oh awesome. yeah, yeah. Use the belly for that, and you are correct with the ice. And also in the uh, hyper glider skate jump event, he uses his fat as his parachute. That's amazing. He flaps out his fat with the big eyes on it, which, depending on how he folds his belly, makes how the eyes look. Because when he wins, like his winning pose, which all of the characters have really nice, like quick three, four second animation winning things with their voice, you know, something like "I did it" or whatever. And when it's him, he folds his eyeballs so, like, he folds his stomach fat where the tattoo eyes are to look like like serious dbz eyes and there's a close-up on him so his close-up shot on his winning pose isn't even his face it's the eyeballs on his belly nice yeah so (laughs) he's awesome i liked playing him the most just because it's the craziest looking character yeah i think sadly he has no speed and he's all strength yeah uh michael fletcher he's our jamaican fellow he's long and spindly and he goes fast, goggles. He's Eddie Gordo. He looks just like Eddie Gordo. Yeah, he's 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 the bastard child of Eddie Gordo and DJ Professor K from uh, <laughs> Jet Set Radio. Actually, it's, yeah, he does look like. <laughs> it's amazing. Yeah, it took me because I was thinking of the characters. I was like DJ. I was like, oh no, he's the the pirate radio guy. Yeah, he totally does look like him. But yeah, he's got oh. goggles. He goes fast, green, yellow. He's probably on the uh, bobsled team too, as long as we're you know making. <laughs> yeah, good friends with John Candy. Yeah. Finally. Carl Weissman from Germany. He's just blonde and mustache and muscles and amazing. Yeah, he looks like uh, that dude from Full Metal Alchemist. 
Yeah, that dude. The big mustachioed, muscly guy who's very proud of his muscles in Full Metal Alchemist. Uh, Listeners, you know who I'm talking about. If you know, write in. Tell us. I, I forget his first name. It's Armstrong. He's commonly referred to as Armstrong. It's it's like Alec Louis Armstrong or something like that. I know. Yeah, it's it's Armstrong. Louis Armstrong. Yeah, it's Armstrong. He looks like him, only like but with more hair. German. Yeah, and with with hair on top of his head, not just the mustache. He does have a nice full head of uh, blonde Ubermensch locks. Yes. But yeah, he's another high power one. I forget if he's four and two or five and uh, one on the power versus speed, but he's, he's yeah. pretty jacked. Yeah, all really cool characters. Love how they look. Love their little animations. Love the uh, difference in power and speed. All the ideas and everything into this. And then when it comes to execution, I'm just terrible. So for me, it's not enjoyable. It starts with maximum speed, which is the base track and field running event. Gotta go then on day two, you get a choice between three events, which are icebreaker, which are the running ice hurdles you mentioned, Chris. It's hurdle timing. Like watch for the indicators of the hurdles coming up. And instead of jumping the hurdles, you're kicking through blocks of ice or yeah. belly bursting through blocks of ice. Which I did the belly bursting through. And then we have the hyperglider, which is the take a skateboard down a ramp, fly in the air and float as far as you can, which is just a long jump. Yeah. It's yeah. the same mechanics of jam back and forth on the left and right buttons at the last second, hit the jump button, and then jam on the buttons again to stay in the air. Yep, Mondo Gecko wants a skateboard back. Cute thing, though, if you look in the background, there's always a blimp, and it rotates through different um, other Namco characters on the image. I know in the attract mode, they show Valkyrie from Valkyrie no Densetsu. Yeah, and there's some Pac-Man in here because that's just Namco. If Namco makes a game, like there's going to be a Pac-Man in there somewhere. Yeah, there's several Pac-Mans in there. Actually, the start lights on at least one or two of the events, the lights are Pac-Man and not Circles. Oh. That was cute. I didn't even notice. I think that's one of the events. But yeah, Pac-Man with the nose and whatnot. Does he have the nose? I know he's got the hand going on. It's grippy Pac-Man. It also shows up on the blimp sometimes. There's a rotation. Namco's big fans of throwing... uh Namco. Little things in there, which we've, we've talked a bit about Namco this year so far. But anyway, Monster Drag, which is the... Oh, uh, God, I, I liked Monster Drag. I did, too. This I was one I kind of could get a handle on. Yeah. It's reminiscent of the, you know, World's Strongest Man competition dragging a truck, you know, but it's like the exercise machine with the... What, what is that? I don't even know what that's called. Like, you grab the little... The handles with each hand and you pull down with your right arm and you pull down with your left arm back and forth. But instead of on a weightlifting machine, you're dragging a Godzilla behind you. Yep. You're going through a town with him as well. So you're not really helping anyone here. Dragging the monster, which is cool. It's just meters that go up left to right. You have to time them when they reach the top to get the most amount of pull. And if you actually get a good rhythm going, when you hit like three times in a row with the highest, on the third one, they'll do like a real big drag. Yeah, and pose. This is the only one I really got a good handle on throughout the game, but was actually really, really cool. I like that if you fail, the Godzilla just steps on you. Yep. I noticed in this one, not as much dying and being naked as in Newman Athletics 1. There are yeah. events later on where you do get blown up, but like you're just all charred black like a Looney Tunes character. Again, Namco being progressive in 1994. Very nice. Yeah. Nice change of pace. Is it 95 or 94? Did I get it's, the wrong year? It's 94, December 94. So it might as well have been 95. So that's day two. Yeah. Day three. Well, you well have... before day three, let me jump back to Hyperglider real quick. Kind of a tie-in with other stuff we may have done recently. Pit and Patty from Tinkle Pit show up on the airship sometimes as well. Damn, Pit and Patty from Pack Month 2016. Yeah, I don't, I don't know if the, the Tinkle Dangle or whatever the bell was called. Shows the up tingle, there. the tingle ball, yeah, tingle bell. I think they came out around the same time, or maybe a year or two before. So 
that makes yeah, sense. Yeah, those actually are. Yeah, I think Tickle Pit was like 93? I don't know. Go listen to the episode because we got it right on there. We talk games.com and we talk games on Twitter. So day three has a future gate, which is the uh, traditional shooting gallery level that was in the first one where monsters pop up out of one of three spaces. Yeah, Only not- in this one, you're doing it at the same time as your opponent and there are people as well as robots you're supposed to shoot at. Yeah, basically they Hogan's alley it. I believe I actually exclaim in my playthrough, I'm like, oh, they pull a Hogan's alley. I got to watch the innocence. Damn it. <laughs> I didn't do too well at that. Granted, I did terribly on the monster version in the original. So really, this was no surprise to me. Got to use your hands. It's a baby's toy. Yeah, we could have mentioned Hogan's Alley in there. We didn't do any really making mechanics. Sorry, didn't yeah, do the, the segment. The making mechanics are Newman Athletics. The track yeah. and field. <laughs> After Future Gate is probably my favorite named event out of all of them on day three, which has four events, the most events in any day, right in the middle. Uh, Beast Hole. See, I had a problem where the game kind of exploded on me after oh. a while. So, please. What it looks like is you're at the bottom of a hole. Oh, well. is, that the, huh? is that the diving one? No, no, that's Deep Diver Okay. on uh, 4. No, Beast Hole so is one where you are at the bottom of some bottomless pit on like a belt, on a thing going backwards out of this pit. That didn't and these monsters are – it's, it's – oh, oh, okay, okay. Now I know what you're talking about. Yeah, that's right. It's fucking uh, – whatchamacallit. It's another making mechanics that could go into this. What's the game where you spin the dial to go – god, Wiggly is like having a shit fit right now because I can't think of this game. Vectrix game with the tunnel. You're shooting down the hole. One of them was on the Jaguar and it was probably like the best game on the Jaguar. I feel terrible I can't think of this game. But this is that game. Only uh, in reverse, instead of going down a hole and shooting at things coming on tracks around the outside of a circle that you move around, there are five positions you move in between as these monsters come up three at a time, and you have to shoot the monsters as they come up those tracks before they get to you. Tempest comes to mind. That's the one I'm yes, thinking. Yes, thank you. God I, damn. I was thinking more recently, like Tempest 2000. Oh, yeah, that's based on Tempest. Yeah, it's a simplified Tempest with instead of the whole roundabout, you just have the five positions you move in between and shoot the monsters before they can get to the end and uh, eat you, I guess. Which one of the monsters? Oh, they, 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 def- they all eat you. I, I found out the, that out the fun way. There's a hand one that grabs you and pulls you back down the hole because has an eyeball on there. Reminds me very reminiscent of the hands in uh, Zelda. So, uh, yes, the wall masters. And yes. Masters. After Beast Hole, which no name's going to top that one. Just putting it out there. Super Stunt, which is the oh, what is it? Oh, I like that one. It's it's kind of the train one. Come back again, where you grab well, the train. But yeah, you I think the bombs away stuff. one is kind of like the train. That's one. closer to the train one. Which is the next one, which is a giant – which we'll just talk about now. Bombs away is a giant missile gets launched at you. You catch it and throw it back. Much like in the first game, it had one where you just launch the missile. In this one, it comes at you like the train did in the first game. And then you have to launch it away. Instead of launching the train away, you're launching a giant missile with a face on the front. Basically, it combined the train catch and the missile uh – javelin throw from the and then the super stunt did something wholly new but is kind of like the train one it's kind of like another long jump to be perfectly honest yeah but it's the the vault isn't that what they call it in gymnastics yeah that's a thing yeah it's the vault the pommel vault or something or whatever no the pommel horse is the thing that you vault off of but instead of a stationary pommel horse it is one on the front of a hot rod dragster yeah 
actually makes me think of the nitro burning funny cars. Like it's one of those yeah. kind of fucking things. But with that on the front racing at you and you run at it and launch off it and then have to keep yourself spinning in the air and spin as many times as possible before you land to beat that event. And I, I, I love that. It, it like they even have a little close up of the driver. Right yes. Beforehand. Like he's like, yeah, I'll run your ass over. He gives Come the thumbs me. up. You see him in the car and then it gives you a little like close up shot of him. And he gives a thumbs up like you ready. And he's got like a tattoo on his head. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I want to I know his story. Give him a game. Newman Athletics yep. 3, just that guy driving yeah. through things. <laughs> He's the guy who drives the train in the first game, actually. Is a he? little known secret. Or are you just He's the that? guy who launches the missile. Maybe he's like the monster wrangler, you know? Like, he's one of these guys who puts this event together because he's sick and twisted. Or just really bored. Or bored and has a lot of money. Maybe he's Elon, the- he's Elon Musk. He sold out <laughs> Tesla's. He's like, how else can I? Or. Richard Garriott. No, Richard Garriott. Nah, Richard Garriott's kind of like that, but not really. No, no. If you actually look, you can see on the dragster, it says Tesla 0.5 on yeah. the side of it. It's, it was an early electric car in they're, the game. They're, they're, they're so uh, electric that uh, they're burning fuels again. I don't know. <laughs> Fourth day, we have three events. So it, it's weird because it goes from one event at the start up to four and then back from four to three and then to one. But day four has deep diver, which is uh, dive down as far as you can, jam it on the buttons. And then when you get as far as down as you can, turn. Actually, you don't jam on the buttons. You it's timing. rhythmically yeah. hit the middle button to dive deep and, and then do the jam on the left and right buttons as fast as you can to get back to the surface before you run out of oxygen. Yeah, basically bad. managing your oxygen meter to go as deep as you can and still have enough to make it out of the water. Yeah, make sure you do actually turn around though, because then there are problems. You got a rapid fire on the way back up. I know we're not getting like super in depth with a lot of these, or even like giving scores, because I think I maybe got through like two events actually, yeah. like two or three I actually completed. Otherwise, I just played them all and put quarters in to get through the game. I never skipped it. That's the thing. As I got through an event on each day, I never skipped a day entirely. I would always qualify in at least one event, <laughs> I came which means I completed couple, five events altogether. I did not. <laughs> I have uh, housemates now, and uh, after I was done recording, I went down to grab some food, and one of them was like, did you hear that guy yelling outside? I'm like, um, that wasn't outside. <laughs> that was me. No, man! <laughs> I still had a good time despite it kicking my yeah, ass. Like it looks good and the music's all right. No, the music good, the sound is good. I like even though how many times I heard it was way too many. I like hearing, you know, seeing the two blonde-haired announcers there right at the front being like, "Here we go." Like, there you I'd go, like, more diversity too. It's not just bunny girls this time. You got you got a little for the ladies and a little for the men or well, there's exactly. one guy and one girl or if you prefer either a little for both or, or a little yeah. for none if Every, you don't yeah. feel those urges because you're asexual or whatever, you know? Everyone gets a little bit. Yeah. If you like it when a man swims like a wiggle worm, play as the Jamaican dude. Yeah, Michael Fletcher. He did. I did like great. he swims like a wiggle worm going up. It was actually pretty cool. The deep diver. I was uh, next, once. We have rapid jump after deep diver, which is the Niagara Falls triple jump they had in the first game, only this one is over lava. That's where my game exploded, which I'm kind of glad because that was the event that made me want to break things last time. Especially really? since the last one in the other one. And you're just like, I just need to get across this fucking waterfall and it's over. And if you miss, a giant like lava goldfish pops up and eats you, which I think is really great. Oh, that's pretty sweet. I'm kind of sad yeah. I missed out on that now. 
I don't know if it changes per characters. I was switching in between to try everybody. I was Johnny Sanders, the American guy in this one, and he does the like, you know, Captain Hook legs and feet on the sides of the mouth, big eyes like, no, and then it snap, you know, shuts on you and you lose. Nice. And then after rapid jump is blockbuster, which is the, you know, tower of blocks. You are rapidly building up your power meter and then hitting the blocks to knock it out and have the next one come down. It's like that hammer event on that other Japanese show they adapted for American television. Ninja Warrior? No, there was another one where there were those challenge events where like you go on like a unicycle on that crazy path or like on a mountain bike. And then they have the one where it's a stack of cylinders that are all separated. And you have to hit out the bottom one and then hit out the next one, and you have to try to hit all of them out one by one till you get to the to the bottom. Yeah, that's a traditional Japanese toy. I forget what it's called, but Okay, so it. it's that on a large scale in Blockbuster and you know, with Long Rui Huan, you're using your belly when you power it up to knock it out. So of course I used him because that's yeah. great. I do like that all the characters have different punch animations for that. The really shining point of this is how all the characters look and how they move and how they're all individual. It's not track and field where they just change the skin tone and the color of the outfit you know they all have their own individual ways of doing almost everything in this game yeah and if you want a gameplay equivalent to the first new athletics i know we refer back a lot but what are you going to do it's a sequel it's like the boulder breaker one except that all the boulders are in a stack instead of them lobbing new ones in for you exactly like that and then the final event which i think might have been similar to the one in the first game i don't recall but this also reminds me of the ground puncher event in kirby superstar yeah which is you are launched from very high in the air, come down, and have to make the longest crack in the earth to cause earthquakes on the other side and probably drown a bunch of people in a tsunami. But who cares? It's Newman Athletics. It's called Ground Spike. I noticed on this event, though, that no matter how many times I tried, the computer would always do a little bit less than me. Oh, you know? that's a gimme. I really think the last event is just like, there you go. You finished the game. Good yeah. job. You put enough quarters in to make it through have the end of the game. And I thought I read there were supposed to be cool animations at the end, but instead it's just like the blonde announcer guy like nodding his head with his like chin in his hand and a bunch of Japanese words I couldn't read. Sweet. So not sure what the ending was. Yeah. Although if you pay attention during the ground cracker or whatever the hell it's called, uh, look in the background because what would you think you'd find underground if you're uh, in an Amco game? Dig Dug. Well, I don't think Taizo Hori's there, but the things he inflates and explodes, they are, there are some hanging out in there. I don't oh, know how deep some, you have uh, to go for them, but the enemies are in there. The Pukas and a couple of the others, I believe. Uh, I always want to call them Firagas, but that's not what they're called. They're like Fargas, Firegas, yeah, Frygas, like Fryguys. Go back to the Tinglefoot episode, because we, <laughs> they, they figured out what they were called. There's a lot of similarities with a lot of the games we've been talking about recently. It's kind well, of strange. Like You did mention we have been on Namco for quite a bit now. Granted, yeah. it's kind of hard to talk arcades without talking about Namco. But, yeah. yeah, especially because uh, we're covering a lot of stuff in the mid-90s, and, and there weren't a lot of companies around still doing arcade games in that time beyond ones we talked about. Capcom, Sega, Namco, and a few others that were Midway. still out there. Midway was still around for like Mortal Kombat, and that's about right. it. Right. That's definitely another one. Midway and was out the, there. Li- doing- I, there might have been a few. Yeah, a few, there were a few more Capcom beat-em-ups. And SNK, obviously. Oh, definitely. Yeah, yeah. But, but not a lot still, of that's the- Still, that's five companies. That's not much. To cover all our bases and, and sum it all up here... Would you recommend this game, Chris? You know, is there anything you would want to try to change about this? 
What are you thinking? Uh, well, you recommended at the top of the show that we should have said run. Yeah, you should run away from this machine. Watch somebody else play it who is good at it. Or here's a recommendation. Two, maybe three energy drinks. Get get as twitchy as you possibly can. If they let you bring like a thermos of coffee in with you, you might be vibrating enough to make it work. Caffeine might be the answer to to actually <laughs> achieving anything in this game. Or being wiggly. Be wiggly and play this game and you'll probably enjoy the shit out of it and be really good because he is the arcade master. Yeah. To be fair, to be fair, with the more fair playthrough options on this, it's a lot easier to actually practice things too. Like yes. You can get through an entire session and be like, all right, I got to work on this. I got to work on this. I got to work on this. And some of the, uh, as in the first one, some of the games have more than one try for things. So you can get at least a little better, even if you still fail the second time. Yeah. I kind of um, want to go back and give it a try with a keyboard. Yeah, I'm thinking that. Or with a proper arcade buttons. I feel like this would be a little more fun. I feel like the controllers of today are not built for this kind of rapid press, you know, hitting buttons, jamming on them kind of game. You know, it's not it's not something we we see at all anymore. You know, the closest thing to something like this is a QTE and, and a story-driven game. I would recommend giving it a whirl. If uh, track and field was something you always enjoyed or, you know, Tempest or Kirby's Ground Cracker or any other number of games that can fit into the making mechanics of this hodgepodge of games. I think I might return to it, though, just just to give it another try with better controls, because I really like the way the game looks. And I've yeah. said that like a million freaking times. It, it, very- it wasn't awful. It's just punishing. And I actually realized that the, the long Rui Han guy, you know who else? He looks like the burger guy from Popeye. No, no Wednesday. Wimpy! Wimpy. I do, hey. I'm thinking W and Day. No, it's gladly pay you Tuesday for a hamburger today. I say look into it for what it was. Only in Japan. Never released here. So there's also not a lot about it on the internet. You certainly can see a gameplay video of this on It's Not Gonna Insert Itself. Yeah, it should be out the day after this. I try to get them out uh, noon on Mondays. It's there. YouTube.com slash Negabun. I play yeah. every game even if I'm not on the episode. I, again, I regret to say that uh, things exploded and I got to day four. So I did not get to see the lava fish or crack the ground. But everything, most everything else is still in there. And I do do a cycle through all the characters as I fail my way through. So, nice, yeah, and I do got to say the ground spike is neat though because like when you reach the bottom, like you see like an archaeologist digging down there. There's all sorts of crazy crap going on in it, and the deeper you go, the the more stuff you see, kind of dinosaur bones and all sorts of things. You know, this is where we put a movie tagline on the video game in our heads, where we're thinking if it was a movie in the theaters, like Captain America: Civil War. Choose a side. I think that's their tagline, or is it? We don't have enough money yet. Give us some more. Uh, it's a little column A, a little column B. My movie tagline, or series tagline, if you will, for Mock Breakers, New Mathematics 2 is... <laughs> All it needs is a tennis ball gun. If I could play as Nitro in this game, how much better would it be, man? Turbo and laser. Turbo and Ugh. laser all day. What was uh, right, I mean, it just all just be a, a spread of Johnny Sanders with different haircuts, but really. See, but you know what? Like, we never got a good American Gladiators game, so it might as well be this. Yeah. 
think they made another one even when uh, Hulk Hogan came back and hosted the new one. I think they did another. I don't know if they did a game or like an app. They probably did something really stupid with it. But for a second there, I was like, I don't know what this is. And then it fucking hit me like a ton oh, yeah, of Oh, yeah, yeah. You, you should got you to you get to the break. God, that game on Nintendo, terrible. Super Ugh. Nintendo, wouldn't it, I think? I think both. There was a Nintendo and a Super Nintendo version of American Gladiators and a Genesis version. And, of course, they were all kind of different because that was what it was like in the 90s because you couldn't have the same game on all the different oh. systems because then someone would want the other system in the- anyway. I mean, I'm, re- I'm remembering the box of the NES version now since it was taller and, yeah, the joust is there. I hated the wall. Oh, I hated the wall. I actually have a very vivid memory of playing American Gladiators on Nintendo in the basement of uh, an old friend who I obviously haven't seen in probably like over 20 years named Raymond. Watched Monster Squad at his house for the very first time. Actually, he was the he was the person who showed me Monster Squad when I was a kid. Newman Athletics Two, Mock Breakers. We're not Newmaning. God damn it! Fair enough. And now here's TT Smookins with next week's We Talk Games Video Power Magazine's Arcade Weekly Arcade Game Audio Clue. Hello, I am Titty Scrookins. Here is next week's We Talk Games, Video Power Magazine, Arcade Weekly, Arcade Game Audio Clue. I don't get it. This is Rygar. I was on show number four. Since we attended their event, I don't do it anymore. Good luck, dudes, 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 clue. What was your one slug? I know it was probably not very long. I got through the running. I qualified. I didn't break the record, but I qualified because Makoto just nosed me out at the last second. I was not very pleased by that. My one slug was getting through the first event. Yeah, I think I think I got through past maximum speed and into day two, and it was just all downhill from there. Pretty much. I would love to hear Wiggly's one slug on this. I would love to hear Wiggly's scores on this. If you go back to the first Newman Athletics episode, Wiggly put out all his uh, high scores on all the events, challenge him, see if he can beat him. So if he has him again, he definitely. uh, I would love it if he put him out there, or if they're right here on this episode now. Who knows? What is your clue for next week's? We Talk Games, Arcade Weekly, Arcade Game. My clue for next week is, hey, man, it's a yo-yo shield. <laughs> oh, God, wow. That's kind of a really obvious one. but Maybe. Unless, unless you're 12. But <laughs> if you're 12, then you're listening to this. A, thank you. B, if you are a younger listener and you've never actually been to an arcade, I would love to hear how you got into arcade games and all sorts of stuff like that. But uh, my clue is fuck when the legendary warrior throws his mighty shield all the foes who oppose him do yield well most of them do be sure to tune in next week to find out what exactly we're talking about unless you already know you know be sure to follow us on twitter at we talk games wtg podcast on facebook review us on itunes check us out on stitcher and you can now get us on google play as well so look us up on google play and go tell the googles that you like us we like you and we like doing this for tt smookins stinky the game master i'm keith the robo duke for chris nico bun hey
still here. Get running, because when the Newmans come to town, there ain't going to be no town left. Newman! Chance 